War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start right now at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Well, it's Monday. Hope you had a good weekend, an interesting weekend. Nice win for the Patriots. Enjoying some beautiful weather, but today is Monday over the course of the weekend. Today is uh, Monday. It is September 19th. And, folks, I want to um, start off with, uh, first of all, locally, uh, I think this is interesting tonight, I believe, in Woodsocket. They're still going to have a city council meeting or try to get the mayor removed. Um, there's some stop and starts with that. I'm not sure what to think of that. I think we'll learn more as the day goes along. I think the state Supreme Court stopped that from happening. That was supposed to be, I think, I believe it was last Thursday night, and now I'm seeing there's another story today that that might be happening. So we'll we'll follow that story. President Biden was on... 60 minutes um, last night i'm going to play some of that sound and the election is certainly um coming into focus now but i want to also um just share wall street journal had a good piece wall street journal had a good piece that talked about the fact that the governor of california gavin newsom that he wants to challenge the governor of florida ron DeSantis, to a debate and wall street journal writes the DeSantis newsom debates they might not be Lincoln Douglas, but they'd still be instructive. And they set it up, both running for re-election. It's definitely a political stunt, but there's a lot to recommend it. And they talk about it. Why not have a situation where voters would be able to see the fact a lot of people don't fully understand what is the difference between how someone like a Gavin Newsom, how he governs in California compared to how a Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, how he governs in the state of Florida. So the Wall Street Journal is saying, you know what, why not? Why not have something like that and let the voters hear in real time? These are real stories of why the state of Florida is thriving. By the way, I also, I don't believe and buy this whole thing that people in Rhode Island don't like the governor of Florida, Governor DeSantis, people in our region of the country, Rhode Island, Mass, New York, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut, they love Florida. I mean, anytime you're on Facebook, somebody's either going to Florida or coming back from Florida. So, and I know, so I said that to someone. Someone said, yeah, but they don't like the governor. Well, I don't know. When you visit uh, you visit somewhere, I don't know, go visit North Carolina. Do you, do you care who the governor is? Do people even know who the governor is? So I, I completely disagree with that. I think people have this idea of someday I'd like to move to florida he's running governor DeSantis, far more competitive state statewide elections seem to be close now great he only won by thirty-two thousand votes in 2018 and charlie chris the democrat is not that far behind him but 
it would, as the Wall Street Journal writes, it would showcase DeSantis in a way that really happens through the state or national liberal media filter. Every move he makes is criticized in the national press. Democrats are calling him scarier than Donald Trump, even for the November elections. That even faster, they said, than we figured. Debates would give DeSantis a chance to explain his policies on COVID, on the economy, school choice, immigration, and more. Immersed as he is in the Sacramento mainstream media bubble, Newsom might think DeSantis is an easy mark. A debate would let voters see the difference between California and Florida. Models of governance. DeSantis gave a fine speech the other day on great American exodus to states like Florida from progressive states. Even if not this fall, this is the debate the country eventually needs to hear. And I I agree with that. And I think it's it's interesting that that the Wall Street Journal have even picked up on that someone may say that it's it's a political stunt, but uh, then so be it. Let it be a political stunt because it could actually be uh, very beneficial to hear, hear people to hear exactly how California is run and why people are flooding out of there compared to a state like Florida where it's just the opposite. You know, you have so many uh, New York, New Jersey firms that are saying our headquarters are now in Florida. There's also a very impressive story in Axios, a super PAC connected to House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is making a major investment in Rhode Island's 2nd District, one of the bluest districts Republicans are targeting. And who are they talking about? They're talking about former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. Major investment in Rhode Island. Why it matters? Alan Fung exemplifies what white, what House Republicans have pointed to as their greatest asset this cycle and what sets them apart from the more embattled Senate counterparts. Recruitment. A moderate form. This is Axios now, not a local. They're national, international, really. A moderate former gubernatorial nominee, mayor and son of immigrants. Fung is widely viewed as the golden boy of the GOP's candidate slate this year. McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, made headlines in August by visiting the district for a fundraiser with Fung. Driving the news, the McCarthy-aligned Congressional Leadership Fund is pouring $1 million into an ad blitz in the district. It's first investment there this cycle. The ad ceases on the family, wealth, and connections of Seth Magaziner. Magaziner won his primary on Tuesday. Fung was unopposed by the numbers. The district covers the mostly rural, western, southern portions of the state. Voted for Biden by 14 points in 2020. Hillary by 7 in 2016. But Jim Langevin, who won by 17 points, is retiring, giving Republicans an opening. Election forecaster Cook Political Report raced the district as a toss-up, though others say it leans Democrat. What they're saying, Alan Fung is a star recruit, one-of-a-kind candidate that could turn this into a real race. Stronger, more diverse recruits have opened real opportunities in states Democrats think they can uh, take for granted. The other side, fresh off wasting more than $2 million New Hampshire Congressional Leadership Fund, is setting even more money on fire by trying to buy Fung's support for Kevin McCarthy's MAGA agenda, said, of course, a Democrat counterpart. So, but, but the, the point is, they are very excited about former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, without question. Let's listen to, last night on 60 Minutes, President Biden, the question from scott pelly that was quite an interview as a matter of fact here it is last night you are the oldest president ever pretty good shape huh? which leads to my next question you are more aware of this than anyone some people ask whether you are fit for the job and when you hear that no i wonder what you think watch me we have I mean, honest to God, that's all I think. Watch me. We have. If you think I don't have the energy level of you don't. mental acuity, then you don't. Then you know that's one thing. We have. It's another thing of just watching and, and you know keep my schedule, do what I'm doing. I, I think that uh, you know uh, I don't when I sit down with our NATO allies and keep them together. I don't have them saying, "Wait a minute, how, how old are you? What are you? What did say?" You know, I mean, it's a matter of you know that old expression. It's gonna be. 80 next year and 81 should he go for re-election and let me just be very clear about this there are people that are older than him that seemingly have more stamina in a, a little bit more together but biden president biden definitely not president biden to me definitely not 
So this is, again, 60 minutes last night. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just uh, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. Oh, no, I'm not God. saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 oh. before. I mean, it's not, you're, I can make oh, it sound all, right. like all of a sudden, well, my that's God, good. it went to 8.2%. It's, been, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. Yeah. I got that, but guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. It is just barely, it's been basically. How is that good news? How on earth is that good? It's, it's not, as a matter of fact. It's not good news. That's the whole problem. So what everyone can, can see through it. Um, and also, folks, this, this thing about, you know, the border crisis, and it is a crisis. And, and so it, it, it's just the the reaction on Martha's Vineyard told you all you need to know. The first thing they did was ship them off to Cape Cod, get them off the island. I saw the interview. This woman saying, "Well, they they can't stay here. There's no way they could afford it. We have no affordable housing." Um, and imagine if another one thousand arrived today, and if another one thousand arrived on Friday. That's what it's like at the border. So in this whole business of you know, the mayor of New York City was on uh, this week, yesterday, with um, Jonathan Carl filling in. So listen to listen to um, this, though. The Democrat El Paso, Texas mayor, 1,500, 2,000 flood into the city every day. Martha's Vineyard went into crisis over 43 people. Almost 2,000. We Hold had on. A little Here we go. 1,900. Uh, Did we get it from the 1,300 beginning? 1,300 uh, migrants a day coming to your city. Uh, to, to describe for us the challenge. Do you have the resources you need to deal with this? No. Well, the numbers are not 1,300. The numbers are uh, two days ago we had almost 2,000. We had uh, a little huh. bit over 1,900. Uh, huh. Yesterday we had, uh, the day before yesterday, we had uh, a little bit over 1,500. So the numbers have been continuing to increase. And, uh, you know, that that's continued uh, the rise. And that's because uh, a lot of the people, and uh, probably about 80% of them are coming from Venezuela. And, and that's, that's where a big part of the, the, the migrant search is listen either we're gonna have a country or we're not gonna have a country you gotta have a border and they gotta seal the border all right a lot ahead on this monday you're listening to the john DePietro show the next time you have an emergency head straight to atmed urgent care two locations 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 in johnston or east greenwich 5750 post road atmed urgent care urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families specializing in ambulatory medicine diagnostic treatment service at med urgent care they provide immunization school sports physicals they're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical orthopedic and trauma work-related injuries physical exams drug testing full laboratory services and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me right now, he is the managing editor, anchorising.com. It is Justin Katz. Justin, I'd like to start off our uh, discussion and just talk about a little bit of the dynamic of McKee and folks. Um, boy, that was quite a week. On Tuesday, it was just a week ago on primary day, Helena Bonanno, folks, she won. She beat Dan McKee. At the polls, her day of commercial was as scathing as we've seen so thus far in the campaigns. And then last Tuesday night, primary night, um, of course, was the famous hang up uh, when she called. And then, 
you know, he was uh, he was definitely seemingly scrambling, caught a lot of bad feedback. And I'd like to hear your thoughts. And then, of course, at the end of the week, apparently they got together Thursday afternoon. Um, kind of surprising, if not disappointing, show up in an endorsement of Governor McKee. So they reached some kind of a deal, but then used the opportunity to take shots at Republican candidate Ashley Kalis. Yeah, well, he he definitely had to scramble after that performance on election night on the phone. I mean, his his character just came through crystal clear in a moment of emotion. He yep. couldn't take that. She was trying to horn in on his moment. And so she he offered that uh, that hang up on her, you know, like the angry the angry ex-boyfriend uh, and then doubled down on it with uh, when Ted Nisi of WPRI asked him about it. And he said said she and suggested she had no brain calling him yeah. about to go on air and yet here we are i mean i think what she's endorsed him i think what the uh what it indicates is look she's a she's an experienced businesswoman so it's not all that surprising that she would say okay i have personal feelings about this but let me put them aside and, and achieve my goals as well as i can in these circumstances it's kind of a, a businessy kind of thing to do and he took full advantage of that you know selling her apparently a promise on abortion uh, to, to force taxpayers to pay for it uh, but who knows there might be other things as well so it, it kind of plays exactly into his sleazy way of doing politics right it's it's buy buy the support you need at the moment you need it that's all i mean it's, it's very easy and, and straightforward so she wanted something he said he'd give it to her and she got it that's it's it's disappointing but then immediately they turn to uh to go after ashley kayla's both of them including folks which goes to show you know the, the all the talk about women solidarity and so on is, is ends at party lines mm. Now, that's also that's all we know that she said. Uh, as far as we know, there could be some appointment coming, be head of some commission, right. serve on some board of some kind. I mean, it's it's an unknown, but it is certainly a pattern, uh, Justin, where, you know, I don't know if she even fully recognized the, the driver's seat she was in because she had won the way he handled it. If she had gone the whole week and just let him flap out there in the wind, he was think of all the priorities of the general, but he was adamant. And his, you know, way of operating is he gets in front of the person and says, you know, we have billions of dollars. It's a, I have a large checkbook here as governor. What, which, what's your wish? How can we make this thing go away? It's, it's less about coming to an understanding of respect. And it seems more of just I'll just write a check or come some commitment to make this go away. What do you let's talk about the. Um, the now, I, I did notice they had a unity dinner last night. I did not. There could have been a photo of the two of them together. I didn't see it. I know there was one picture of her and Nelly Gobea, but um, but let's. What do you make of their attacks, Justin Katz? How much, if any, is it going to hurt Ashley Kalis? We can't deny she is from Illinois. She moved to Rhode Island during the pandemic. Uh, I believe bought a house last spring in Newport. They were spending quite a bit of time here, but finally bought the house. But that is going to be the two of them saying this person from Illinois. Um, I just wonder how much how much does that hurt her? Well, I mean, in the the local Democrat slash media, which is the more or less the same thing, uh, mind, she, you know, she's just the, the, the goal is always to nationalize because their local candidates are so terrible. <laughs> They've done such a horrible job managing Rhode Island. You have to make the locals get all upset and angry about national politics and feel all tribal about being New England Democrats versus the national Republicans who are always about to become fascists uh, for the past 40, 50 years. Um, that's what the, the storyline always is. And so I think to the to the extent that, I mean, the fact that she's relatively recent transplant plan to Rhode Island does not help her there. That's for sure. Uh, so I, I think it, it's going to depend a lot to the degree it they, she lets them make it about her versus the degree she makes it about McKee, which is where it ought to be. If she's the alternative, I mean, I pointed out it probably didn't hurt folks that she was the second person on the ballot on the Democrat primary. So anybody who said, I just can't stand that guy, I'm going to vote for the mm. next one in line. I Good mean, point. So that there is that vote out there and he just barely eked it out. That's what he always does. He buys enough votes with his transactional sleazy politics uh, that he that he can get over the finish line. She just needs to make enough people say, you know what, 
that guy's terrible. I'm going to go with the alternative. And if, if what a lot of people are expecting is a, a red wave nationally, a Republican wave, then that will help her. So there, there is definitely opportunity. She has to keep it on, keep the spotlight on him, though. It can't become about her. It can't become about Ron DeSantis. It can't become about some Republican in the middle of Nebraska. Uh, it has to it has to be about McKee and the terrible job that he has done and a terrible job Rhode Island insiders have done. Folks, again, our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor of AnchorRising.com. Justin, it does make me make you wonder if, um, <clears throat> I mean, let's, you know, let's call it for what it is. That's a high hill to climb. Just moved here, running for governor. It's not running for city council. It's not running for, you know what, boy, I just moved here a short time ago. I love it. I'm running for rep. That's that's a big job to commit to. I remember Ken Block, you know, he caught a lot of flack when it was like perceived as not only do I want to join the Republican team? I want to be the captain of the team. And then he lost to uh, Alan Fung. So I think it's, I think it's an unknown. Um, I, 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 I can hear the fact there, you know, it, it is kind of ridiculous. I mean, okay. So governor McKee is from Rhode Island and mayor of Cumberland, Lieutenant governor like this, but is that the criteria? So you ignore all the, uh, the nonsense that's taking place just because the guy's a local that he's, allowed to get away with it. I want to come back to, though, and it's something you had said. You know, I think what was disappointing about Helena Folks was she certainly caught the political establishment by surprise. She had everyone's attention. Face it, she won on Election Day. He, you know, basically took the election off mail ballots. On Tuesday, she on primary day, she was running commercials, America's worst governor. And literally two days later, I am a Democrat and I endorse Governor McKee. I, I think in some ways, Justin... I think that undercut a lot of the effectiveness that that she had because she folded the tent so quickly. Well, it may have, and anybody paying attention is going to recognize. You know, there's something inauthentic going on here, and yeah. I, I mean, and that's for for a lot of people that does matter. Uh, I think that could that could. Re- decrease enthusiasm for McKee among some Democrats, perhaps, um, because that's that's exactly, you just feel like there are deals being made. It has nothing to do with his character. Uh, and a lot of, even, even Democrats in Rhode Island, uh, you still hear people use the old phrase, I vote the person, not the party. Well, mm-hmm. you know, so she's coming out and saying this guy who just treated me like garbage, uh, he's a Democrat and I have to vote for, Dem- endorse Democrats. I always endorse Democrats. So here you go. Here's my endorsement. I mean, it does, it's kind of a, a little bit of like a faint praise kind of a, a compliment, yeah. but I, I think, I do think though it, on whole people don't pay a whole lot of attention as we saw, you know, in the primary, the, the large swing toward folks at the end, people tune in just before they have to figure the whole thing out. And so if, if they've got everybody on the same page, by the time the election comes around that they, they people may not remember, you know, even just a few weeks earlier, how, or a couple months earlier, rather, how, you know, how vicious McKee is and how that wasn't a very amicable uh, endorsement. No. And it was just, you know, it just came, on the heels of less than a week, less than a week had transpired from that commercial of CVS pumping drugs into a, you know, Rhode Island homes, which certainly, you know, upset her and hurt, upset the former uh, CEO of CVS. But you raise a very good point of just how much did it benefit her to be second on the ballot. That was excellent ballot placement. And, uh, and, and the fact that she did able to beat him on primary day is, is no small feat. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Justin Katz, Politics This Week, week, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 
3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401 885 4209. Our segment is politics this week. With us is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Justin, let's talk about the race. Well, in your mind, already, I think uh, both are being aggressive. I think Ashley Kalis, the Republican candidate for governor, I, I think still kind of an unknown. Um, but the fact that she's coming out and saying, let's have the debates before the early voting starts. Uh, you know, we had talked about it. I had mentioned that I thought McKee was putting him off. He's not particularly a good debater. He was going to be under attack. That's really what did happen. You know, he saw a lot of his campaign kind of crumble uh, in those last two debates, especially that Channel 10 debate. But um, how do you what do you think she needs to do to get across the finish line here? Well, I, I think the first thing and following on the idea of whether folks's uh, endorsement will help. There, there's a there's a Democrat privilege in Rhode Island, and the media news media is already putting in full gear to to make everybody get on all the Democrats get unified. I mean that's that's going to be their goal, and so the biggest thing Kalis has to do is break through that somehow, uh, and and get a consistent message that she's getting directly to voters, and and it, as much as she can moving through the, the news media. And it, it's going to be difficult because the bias is just so thick. They will ignore, I mean, they won't, they won't be pestering folks or, or McKee. Well, what, that, that quick endorsement was kind of, kind of strange. Don't you think that won't be a subject of debate that's under the rug. We're moving past it. Now we're going on to defeat the Republican. And that's, that's going to create some, some challenges for her. But I think uh, keeping on the, uh, she, she's just got to keep, people thinking about McKee and, and what, how well he's done and not done. I think that's the key. And she replay his moment telling them to hang up on folks. Uh, she just keep that going and, and come up with, they've, they've really got to be prepared and come up with responses to all the garbage that's going to get thrown at, at her. Like the, you know, the, the immigrant, illegal immigrants on Martha's Vineyard, all that kind of stuff. She's going to have to answer for every Republican in the country and, so that's an area they've, they've really got to come up with a good response. And let's talk about that, because that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. So last week, as we all know, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he flew some whatever term people most comfortable, migrants, illegals from Florida, landed on Martha's Vineyard. I mean, you know, it was like a crisis. All hell broke out. And the governor of Texas, he by bus sent some of the illegals right to Kamala Harris's home. This was after the weekend meet the press when the vice president said that the border was secure. What did you make of the fact the immediately local media jumped on the fact that I was there at that RIPAC um, forum. They were, went down the line, asked to name a Republican they admired. I remember at the time afterwards we discussed it, you said, and it was accurate, there was an audible gasp in the room when she mentioned Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. As a result of that, the local media did not hesitate to drag her in. Justin, not only to drag her in, I was taken aback at <clears throat> even the way the locals view. I mean, people you talk to around the country because of how he handled the state of Florida during the pandemic, because the fact, you know, all these people are moving to to Florida with, you know, no, no, uh, no taxes and him going after the parents should have more say in the schools. But locally, to me, the reaction was almost like you could switch out the name DeSantis and say that Ashley Kayla said that, you know, Donald Trump was her, you know, most inspiring or candidate or politician, I should say, whatever the, the phrasing of it was. How quickly, what did you think about quickly they moved to link her in with DeSantis? Well, it's it's as if, I mean, maybe an instruction didn't come down on high, but they've got the playbook. They know the playbook. All right, we're in a general election. It's time to find things to trip up the Republican. That's basically how the news media, media handles it and the local uh, the local Democrat establishment. And it's so th that's really how just how stark it is. It's it's like a switch. This is an issue. We're going to hit her with it. You know, we didn't I don't remember. I could have missed it, but I don't remember news media in Rhode Island pestering Dan McKee. What do you think of Biden flying 
uh, illegal immigrants into Quonset Airport in the middle of the night. What right. do you think about that? Is that something Rhode Island should do? I mean, that that wasn't a big deal. That wasn't human trafficking or whatever they're they're calling it. It was it's just you know whatever we, we'll put it under the rug. And so I think it indicates exactly you know how strong of a of a unity there is among Democrats in the news media that they will go after that. And that's why I say she needs to have a have a good response. And part of why they go after these things so hard to paint them as as one step removed from the Holocaust, uh, you know, sending migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, one reason they do that is because it's a very strong issue for Republicans, immigration, inflation, any one of these issues that's strong for Republicans, the news media will try to do the big lie thing where they try to make it a liability and, and completely neutralize it as an issue. So that's one of the challenges Republicans like Kayla face is she's got to manage the hysteria that they are drumming up while still maintaining a strong position on an issue that's actually really popular with with voters. Uh, and I think you, you point out a, a path forward for her when you when you suggest you know, a lot of people in Rhode Island eye Florida as a place they want to move. And yeah. that, that suggests an opportunity to make them remember that. Like, don't get all hyped up about the, this, the uh, craziness in the news media and Democrat partisans on Twitter. Don't get all hyped up about that. Remember that you yourself are thinking of moving to Florida. There's a reason for that. You shouldn't be. We should want you to stay here and we can change the state for the better. I mean, no, she, that's the kind of, I think, attitude she has to bring to it or else the news media will just keep every week that we'll find something to throw at her, like, like debris to, to get her to stop 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 her progress and that's that's just the way it's going to be from now until election day folks again our segment is politics this week with us is justin katz managing editor anchorising.com justin how do you think uh republican ashley kalis how do you think she handled the question how do you think she handled uh i think she was saying you know it shouldn't be political gamesmanship boy he got a lot of attention his fundraising went through the roof a lot of people saw the hypocrisy that the first thing they did was remove them from the island <laughs> and ship them to Cape Cod. And that was just 43 people. You have some places in Texas and even in Florida that they're getting, you know, they get 4,300 in a week, let alone some of them right now. You look on the, the news in Texas, they're all sleeping out on the street. It is an open border. Boy, I think there's certainly an element here of it all sounds fine as far as uh, a lot of them. A, a lot of the, you know, the blue states uh, like Rhode Island and Massachusetts, they want to dictate how it how it should, you know, how it should be handled. And they want to talk about the way like Providence is a sanctuary city. But boy, as soon as then when they land in their yard, look at the uproar that it caused on Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, definitely. I think the there there are multiple issues uh, on a table, and this, this the immigration one is is one. It's it's just so clear that it's completely partisan. It's it doesn't matter if it were Democrats doing the, a reverse move on a Republican governor or a Republican area, they'd be applauding it. They'd be saying, "This is how you have to do it. This is, you know, there's human travesty in the other direction." I mean, it's just it is so transparent, and yet more and more, I'm I'm just kind of in awe and in a disappointed way at how easy it is to manipulate the public with some of this stuff when you can whip up a frenzy and set the narrative. And I think that's, that's what it's going to neutralizing that is important. And so, you know, reminding people, I, th I think she was a little bit, she was a little bit too soft trying to distance herself from DeSantis and then criticizing the move was, was in my view, not, not in a, her second attempt was probably not the right way to go about it. What she has to do, because they'll take whatever words they can out of context, what she has to do is make it impossible them, for them to ignore and isolate this as something, as something DeSantis did to Martha's Vineyard. You know, she should have, she should have pictures of, of the migrants who were huddled under the a bridge to stay out of the hot texas sun uh and say this is what we're facing <laughs> what do you, you know this is stop with the distractions on martha's vineyard this is what we're facing this is what we have to deal with this is what we need the president to deal with uh i think that's that's a better line is just keep putting it back to the underlying reality because it's so easy to forget it and as i was as i was saying that's why they're going after her on this because this is a a strong issue for republicans so she has to remind people why it's a strong issue for republicans and that on all the way down the line this inflation uh education these issues 
critical race theory. These are issues that are popular with voters when when they're not for don't have a microphone in their face. And so uh, she needs to make it about the thing that's popular, not about a, a partisan thing, a partisan attack. Yeah, I um I, I think she regrets saying that the person she admired the most was Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. As much as, <laughs> yeah. you know, within the Republican circles, he's definitely kind of the person of the moment and and has been and, and kind of, you know, the person that got a lot of buzz going. But you look at a situation, I, I mean, that answer could have been Margaret Thatcher. That answer could have been Ronald Reagan. And then it's it's a non-story. I think it is one of the problems when you take someone who's still, you know, in, a, in the mix, uh, very fluid, as a matter of fact. And now, whatever DeSantis does in Florida, you're kind of linked with it. Um, and I agree with you. It is a double standard. They, McKee, he's never asked about some of the moves of Biden. I don't know if McKee's been asked if he should run for re-election. Maybe he was asked and I missed it. But the other part of it that, that I also think I, I didn't I wasn't crazy about her answer was because I think in the state, as I've said, if you put on the ballot, should uh, whatever you want to say, migrants, illegals get a driver's license. I think in Rhode Island that loses 80-20. But there's this there's still a mindset that they think they can pull some ballots from the Latino community. Um, I, I, I think it's a mistake. I think she could have kind of gotten even some national press maybe by doubling down and saying, I think you did the right thing and, and uh, look at the hypocrisy and we have a sanctuary city in Providence. I, I think it was kind of a missed opportunity. Her answer certainly didn't, you know, wasn't anything extraordinary that jumped out that would, you know, lead like Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity to contact her to want to get around the, on the show it was just kind of like a gamesmanship thing, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think um, it spoke for itself. Everything I see on social media, people thought that DeSantis, uh, that there was a big move by him to show the hypocrisy of how they reacted to it. Folks, another quick break, much more ahead politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com right here on the John DePietro show. Jay Perry paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us is Justin Katz, managing editor at com. Justin, looking back again at the primary uh, results, again, as much as local media wants to kind of uh, point out some of the big wins, that co-op collaborative, Matt Brown, Cynthia Mendez, Justin, now that the dust has cleared, they lost 26 out of 29 races. I mean, they got absolutely walloped. My question is, what does that tell you about the progressive movement in the state? Well, I, you know, I, I'm a little bit wary of, of reading too much into that loss because I, I don't know that Matt Brown's purpose is to win races. You know, it's, it, I think I get the feeling they're more like the vanguard uh, that keeps the Democrat party drifting left. And so, I mean, I'm, I think their individual candidates are probably going to be, you know, every time you lose, it's a little bit harder to pull up the energy to do it again um, so that their individual candidates might be discouraged. But I, I think that Rhode Island's establishment is at this point so progressive, you know, it's, there's not much farther to go to the left. Uh, it's just a matter of like the unions always kept the, you know, the primary was their method of threatening the the mainstream right. politicians. I think yeah. the progressives look at it that way too. As long as they're there in the race, they're keeping the the Democrats, the establishment Democrats from drifting too far to the right. Uh, but I, but I, I think 
there's also some element, I mean, when you lose, you lose. And so I think the, the progressive method, a message uh, is, is waning a bit. I mean, it's not like uh, the last election where they were out in force going door to door. Uh, and maybe that was the candidates just not, right, were not as successful this time, but you know, they, they made gains in unexpected places, but East Greenwich and such uh, last time. And so this time they, they didn't accomplish that. So it's, a, it's a, at least encouraging to see that and that there's, there, there is a limit to how far left Rhode Island has gone. And hopefully that's, that's going to continue. I think also, Justin, it makes us makes me wonder anyway of, you know, when they had the big sleep out at the state house. I just wonder if maybe their their power leverage influence is almost exaggerated uh, because of social media, because of, you know, the local media, the way they cover a Tierra Mac, the way the local media covered, you know, Matt Brown, Cynthia Mendez at the state house. This tells me that they don't have the power that they are perceived to have. I think that it was a little bit of the emperor has no clothes happened last Tuesday for all the talk, the way they're praised and they're thoughtful and they're making these compelling arguments. And when the voters had a chance, they, they, there's just no way to look at it. They, they absolutely rejected the co-op collaborative and Matt Brown and Cynthia Mendez, they, they didn't get slightly beaten. I mean, they both got, they both got blown out. I, I just think to me, to me, this was an example of everyone was all going nuts about them for just, for instance, like sleeping out at the state house, but, and then governor McKee reacted to it. And in the media, it was a big deal on Twitter. It was a big deal. I, I think it shows that in, in the, the mind of most people that are voters in the state, it just, it wasn't such a, a big deal. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I I the I guess the distinction is the question of whether whether they're actually trying to win or whether they want to just be able to get the government the governor to react and get the coverage in the media and, and on Twitter to control the control the conversation among that I don't know five percent that pays a whole lot of attention and gets involved. And I, I, if that's their goal, then then you know it doesn't they don't necessarily have to win elections. I do think though if they want to win elections, they've got to come up with a little bit more sane of an approach. I mean, you can't be running around pretending that Rhode Island mainstream Rhode Island Democrats are right wing. I mean, it's just not credible. And that, that's their talking point. It works in some enclaves. I mean, you see, apparently works for Sam Bell, sadly, and Tierra Mac. But uh, I think the, the overall throughout the state, they've got to, if they've got a better message, they've got to go there. But I don't know that they do. I think it's really just a reactive, destructive message they have and to the extent the electoral results uh, reflect anything it's probably voters picking up on that i think it's also um an element that they they were actually better served to almost have the illusion that they did have a lot of support and people behind him and all this power you know there's the the story that the the squad aoc and presley and uh, talib and omar that they you know, that they, they were having some problems with, with Nancy Pelosi and, and one of their people that were dealing with Speaker Nancy Pelosi was saying that, you know, together they have whatever it is, 10 million Twitter followers, da, da, da. And Nancy Pelosi, to her credit, said, well, in this chamber, there are four votes. That's it. And that's what I see. You know, I think because because you see this business of a Mac or some of the others there you know, praise that they're going for legislation. I'm going to be twerking for health care, blah, blah, blah. And the, the media, you know, they almost paint a picture to me of like, boy, I'd hate to be, you know, Joe Sicaccio, Dominic Ruggiero having to deal with that type of a force. When in reality, again, like I said, I think it's the ultimate. The emperor has no clothes. They may make a lot of noise. They may be darlings of the local media. They may, you know, obviously have some followings on social media. But when push comes to shove they're basically just another loud voice up there who's trying to get attention yeah i mean that that's that's for sure but you know loud voices can have an effect so a lot of it's going to depend where the where the legislation goes i mean i guess it i guess it's really a question of what their target is right if their target is is winning electoral votes and and having more seats which i'm sure it is in part at least for some of them then yeah they're they're failing terribly at least this election cycle uh but if if their target is to to get progressive legislation through incrementally every year, uh, which which is, may not be the, the goal of the local people, but it, it's very likely the goal of, you know, the whoever it is behind the curtain funding 
all of this, uh, that that national radical movement, uh, they just want to keep keep the pressure on pushing left. And so that's a much more subtle thing to do. And the, the media enthusiasm for these folks is is part of that as well. I mean, that, that's a success in itself or the, you know, they, 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 they are a force, you know, just that having that feeling always out there. I don't know that you get, I mean, so I look at the a conservative mo- movement in, every, in Rhode Island and whenever it started to build up speed, um, you, you got the impression that at some point the news media and the establishment realized, okay, this is not that huge of a movement. I went to their meeting and there were only 12 of them there or what right. have you. And so it becomes very easy for, say, a Raimondo to disregard the movement and just say they, they're nobody. They don't even count. Whereas this, when you've got the news media constantly hammering oh, yeah. it and you've got radicals on campuses, even if they don't ever actually do anything and you've got a few dozen people who will show up at a at a rally every now and then with a, a giant gavel or whatever it might be it creates the impression that there's actually something there uh, and that that impression has has some force and i, I think that it's it's less likely that'll dis- dissipate than uh than say a republican or a conservative uh, push of the same size he initially matt brown i think i think he said they were going to have 50 uh, candidates and obviously they did not it was 29 we also think justin katz when they came out with that i don't think it was ever commercial they they do something different they release videos they give the media the impression you're going to see them on television and then i don't think you do but that first commercial or that he released or video of uh you know the amount of corruption and and we're gonna take over the whole blanking statehouse i mean that really fizzled out i think it was best illustrated that they had that Harrison Tuttle. I think he's like 23, 24. He's never run for office before. And they had him trying to go for a state Senate seat. I mean, he clearly wasn't ready for it. He got crushed in the primary, got blown out. Um, You just wonder, I I think when you have a group like that, you want to manage expectations. You want to get somebody into the fold. Um, Someone like that, some of the younger people, they'd actually be better if they were working on a campaign to learn some of the, the ins and outs instead of nobody likes to lose. Justin, um, how do you see right now the CD2 race? I'm still waiting for the narrative to change. Seth Magaziner, I mean, I can't believe the talking points they're already going to, which are Republicans want to take away Social Security, which is a lie, but they're putting that out there. Everything is about the Supreme Court women's right to choose using fear tactics um, and then trying to just bring in because Fung wore a Trump hat uh, in Washington the day of President Trump was inaugurated in January of 2017. I, I don't see his talking points just I don't know if they're making a difference, but they're, they're absolutely just starting to that's they're just the same. They don't change. Yeah, they don't. And, and over years and decades. And it, it, when I saw the Social Security thing, I, I, I pay a pretty close attention to, to national and local politics. And that's not really a big issue on the table right now. And so for that to come out, it's it's really just a transparent, let's just run our playbook and scare yep. older folks that, that the Republicans are going to take away their checks. I mean, that's that's literally all it is, which is pretty disgusting, frankly, but I, I don't know that they know what to do. I mean, they, they, they're facing Fung. They He's he was a popular governor uh, mayor in Cranston. He's a minority, uh, so he, there's a lot of that they can't go after. His wife is in a general assembly, and although she's Republican, she's about as far left as you get. And so it's it's not you know there's not a lot of finger holds to get on him at this point. I mean he's the, you, if you point out that he's going to vote for the Republicans, well you know he can turn around and say yeah I'll be one of the majority party. Isn't that a good thing? You know so I think that was. That's a uh, it, creating an, a problem for for Magaziner, but I think the playbook they ran very successfully in the primary was to say I'm the establishment Democrat, like I'm the I'm the one, I'm the uh, pull, everybody unite behind me because we need right. to be the anointed position. one. Yeah. And so that's that's all he really can do, and it's that's why you get those you know those hackneyed old they're going to take your social security, you know. I, all right, what? Where did this come from? And it, it's kind of easy to turn around about, but but what it will really show is when when they start actually engaging, when when the fun folks start actually putting out. I haven't seen them make any real plays other than you know 
kind of happy this is the candidate kind of stuff uh, yeah. so when when they actually make any moves if they do which they may not if, if the polls keep coming back with him in the lead they may just try to keep the whole thing as quiet as possible um, right that's when that's when it'll start to be attacked and it, I, but as you mentioned it is it's interesting i i don't think i saw fung asked about uh the martha's vineyard no which is which is curious and, and i don't yeah. know if how they managed to <laughs> redirect the media. Oh, we, we're, we're on vacation. Sorry. Or, or I don't know where that came from, but that, that's whatever they did there to avoid that. It was, it was, might be an interesting strategy to look into. Yeah. I also noticed that they're not asking Dan McKee about our immigration policy and running a sanctuary state and, and driver's license and how different his policy is compared to, you know, other governors. It all just seemed focused on Kalis because in that, you know, that luncheon forum that she mentioned that was a politician that that she admired. I'm anxious to see the the magazine or Fung race take shape because right now he is staying in mode. Uh, his ad is it's not hard hitting. The ad that features him, he's riding the bicycle. He's high fying people. Uh, he's got the kid. Someone said to me they thought it was hokey. And then I was speaking with some people. and They're like, you know, I kind of like it because it's hokey. It's different. Um I, I think what really serves uh, former Chris Mayor Alan Fung, Justin Katz, is just, let's face it, he's running against Raimundo twice. He's been vetted. Um, he's even a different candidate now. He wasn't married in, in 2014. He's married. Uh, you know, the wife, they're all in. But, he, you know, the big thing, that he, big knock that used to be against him, against him was in, in, in the running for governor was the Cranston police scandal. But there's been enough time. There's nothing new about it. Um, it's been out there. So they, you're exactly right. They go for the national scare politics of, you know, they're going to take away a woman's right to choose, which is certainly not the case, just the opposite, actually. And then the Social Security. I mean, that was David Cicilline did that his first race when he felt threatened. That is something, Justin, it's like they go to the closet and they drag it out when they uh, if they if they're running short at something, it is the ultimate. It's it's a lie. It is a scare tactic. And they, you know, repeatedly use that. So um, I'm anxious to see how that uh, and, and Alan Fung, let's face it, he's had experience on a debate stage with both uh, Gino Raimondo. And then he was caught like in the crossfire when he had when he, he had uh, Joe Trillo on the stage with him last time. Uh, you know, I, I think he's, you know, he's an attorney. He's more confident. I, I think he's he's going to handle himself pretty well. So we'll see how that goes folks again our segment is politics this week it's justin katz managing editor anchorising.com justin great job as always and we'll talk to you again thanks john gonna be an interesting couple months the coesed in 226 coesed avenue in west warwick or an island tradition since 1977 delicious food great atmosphere whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. ...to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipetro.com.